Hey everybody, Joe here with some bonus content for your Friday. Over on Pillow Talk, Ian and I have been recording some fun and scary, but not too scary episodes uh, for the month of October, and we've really been enjoying it. So we wanted to share one of those episodes with you here on the main feed. If you want to hear the rest of those episodes, you can go over to patreon.com WTHIAP, and literally any amount of money will get you access to this and like 30 30 other episodes. So yeah, we hope you enjoy this episode. On to the show. Hey Ian. Hey Joe. What movie scene scarred you as a child? Welcome to Pillow Talk, a what the hell is a pastor Patreon perk, featuring conversations on only the most serious topics, taking place right before bedtime. Let's have a listen, shall we? Ooh, what movie scene scarred me as a child? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, what do we mean when we say scarred me as a child? Oh, I don't know. Like, what's your favorite story about a time that a movie scarred you for life? Oh, um... That's the trouble is, like, as millennials, I feel like we have many... Were you a latchkey kid? No, oh. no, no, definitely not. Well, what'd you go? Where'd you go after school? Um, so through the age of seven, we had I had a live-in nanny. Right. Um, that was a live-in caretaker person, family person, who was uh, taking care of us. Uh, and she's a very delightful human. Yeah, I have met her. Then after that, um, combination of like after school activities with sometimes Jenny would still like come over and watch us, um, through like the rest of elementary school. I think by the time I got to middle school, uh, I was coming back and just hanging out at the house by myself um, until that was for two years. And then Paul uh, was in middle school and then we came back together. But like by middle school, you're a latchkey kid. Yeah, I guess. We were just by ourselves. Yeah. So you had time to watch movies is my point. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't watch a ton of movies. We did our homework, or maybe we played video games, or no, what we did was I, we would watch a lot of uh, PBS Kids, uh-huh. even even in middle and, and high school. Didn't we didn't have cable at all until uh. after until uh, into high school. I was in high school, but even then, like, still like watching Arthur because. Who the fuck doesn't like watching Arthur? Yeah, pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah. Ending its run. Yeah, I know. It's sad. It's a rough one. Yeah, yeah. So did you, like, uh, maybe, so maybe a movie isn't right, but like, why, like, what piece of media that you would have seen on your television or potentially in a movie theater scarred well, you? So that's what I'm trying to think of, like, what is the definition of uh, scarred. Like, I still haven't seen Snow White all the way through. 
Wow. Uh, because the, the witch scared me when I was, like, three years old. Well, you're not missing a ton, to be honest, but... So, uh... Didn't see that one, so I I don't know if you call that a scar, or the same, um... The, I remember being really freaked out by the, the Hydra scene in... Hercules? Hercules. Yeah, they're scary. They're sc- it's a scary little fucker. I mean, giant, but yeah, yeah, and it's like this. Uh, like, it was more of a computer animated <laughs> creature in a drawn animated <laughs> universe. Yeah, it, it doesn't was, really fit. Yeah, it was a weird style. That. Well, because it was very cutting edge at the time. Yeah, yeah it was Hercules. Yeah. Uh, we had the Hercules plates that you could collect from. We did too. <gasps> oh, I don't but, know where ours went. They're we, just gone. Yeah, we lost ours. The one I, I think the one we just had, the one that was Hercules, and I remember saying, I remember it saying, he's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Did it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that they had. They didn't have potatoes in ancient <laughs> Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Where do potatoes come from? They're uh, it's a it's a New World crop. So how to get to Ireland? I've we've, I've had we've had this conversation, but I've forgotten. How did I get just you know the age of colonization? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it, the potatoes just grow well in Ireland. Yeah, until they didn't. Right, but like, wasn't it like something about well i mean it's all england's fault but wasn't the famine really caused by like english land practices yeah 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 um there's a a pretty good uh youtube uh extra credits history series about the irish potato famine and and how it uh, happened and what it did each episode is like five to ten minutes long and they're like Maybe four to ten episodes in the series. So is this the guy who does the the Vlad the Impaler stuff you've been watching? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty. I feel like I've learned a lot. Yeah, they're I'm a just fun listening one. To it. a fun yeah. series. The the current series is on uh, Ra Ra Rasputin. Oh, I do love Rasputin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah so a combination of. I'm sorry, I'd like to revise my earlier statement. I love the cartoon version of Rasputin in the movie Anastasia. The real <laughs> Rasputin can go suck eggs. Like, I do not like that human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although maybe you didn't like that human because of anti-Tsarist uh, propaganda. No, he's like evil and stuff. That's from a lot of anti-Czarist propaganda. I'm not saying he was a good guy. Probably not a good guy. But all of the, like... Ooh, Rasputin. (laughs) (laughs) Comes from people who were, like, not a fan of the Russian royal family. Yeah, well, well, well. Do you... No, sorry. I was about to go way too dark for an episode of Pillow Talk. I'm just going to reel it all back in. Okay, it's all there. Anyway, um, I think my favorite murder does an episode on on, uh, the 
on Anastasia. Anastasia. Um, Anastasia. How, how long have how how many times have you seen the Anastasia animated movie? You know, I have not seen that movie <gasps> once. Ian, what are we doing recording a podcast? <laughs> and we could be watching Anastasia with Bardock the Bat. Oh my gosh, what are we doing? I reference that movie in my daily language. <laughs> Do you? I do. I give her a hey and a hey and then I geek her, sir. I say that all the time. <laughs> I don't say. I don't think I've ever <laughs> said that before. Like, oh my gosh! Anyway, the <laughs> they have like this audition to find like a fake Anastasia to go get all the money from the Duchess of Paris. Um, and I think John Cusack does the voice of. Dimitri. So that's confusing. But um, there's they're auditioning a bunch of different people, and there's a woman who is clearly way too old to be Anastasia. And she's got this, like, fur mink coat on, and she's got, like, a smoker's voice and a gigantic cigarette in her hand to show off the, sm- the smoker's voice. And she, like, slinks off the, the fur and goes, Grandmama, it's me, Anastasia. And we used to do that every time we took off our coats. Wow. You don't do that anymore. Well, I don't wear a lot of coats anymore. It's true. It's summer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no. uh, Moral of the story is I have not seen Anastasia. Yeah. Who, uh, I believe, technically, 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 now is a Disney princess. Oh, is it because Disney has bought something that makes it... Oh, well, Disney bought, like, Fox. Um... Fox Studios, yeah. So did anything non-Disney scar you? Because let me tell you, the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Uh, I saw, So I didn't see those until I was in college. So that that didn't... <laughs> so you were fine. It's fine. Yeah, no... No, uh... No, uh... Talks with James about that. <laughs> Hi, uh, James, if you're listening. James, you want to subscribe? <laughs> you don't even have to subscribe as you. I won't know it's you. I don't manage the patrons. <laughs> He's never going to hear this, so that be it, it would be weird. Does that, does that violate some, like, therapist boundary? I don't know, because, like, I saw somebody I follow on Twitter who has a podcast, and her therapist listened to her podcast. Well, I guess podcasts are, like, public. Oh, but, like, paying us. Yeah, that might be weird. Yeah. But even even this is public. Well, you gotta pay for it, though. Sure. <laughs> you gotta pay to read articles in the New York Times. Well, that means it's not public to me. Fair enough, fair enough. Listeners, what do you think? Is this a public uh, thing? <laughs> Video response. <laughs> Video response. Same with, uh, so another thing, another movie, I don't know if that's, it scarred me, but I, I have not seen, uh, The Sound of Music, um, uh-huh. because the nuns freaked me out. Really? Yeah. As a child. Huh. I'm sure that if I watched it now, I'd be like, oh, those are nuns, they're fine. Um. I, I hope so. Have I you think... met a nun since, since then, in real life? I don't think I have actually met a nun in real life. You've never met a nun? That's a thing. I could be wrong. Um, Same with uh, Wizard of Oz. You've Uh, never seen the Wizard of Oz. 
not the movie. I've seen the I've seen it staged, um, because the Wicked Witch of the West freaked me out. Um, You've never seen the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, this is what we're talking about when we talk about Ian not doing spoopy. It's a woman in green face paint. You've seen Wicked. I have. That was later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So you don't watch spoopy things. No. What's the scariest thing you've watched? Um, I saw Get Out in theaters. I feel like Get Out is like psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's non-psychological horror that you've seen? I don't think I've seen non-psychological horror. Okay, what's the scariest thing other than <clears throat> Get Out that you've seen? I saw Vertigo. I've never seen Vertigo. Well, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, I have seen it. Never mind. Um, but that wasn't spooky at all. Yes, that's another psychological one. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm not sure. <coughs> Excuse me. So you, there's, there's nothing that like jumps out to you of like, I saw this and I had nightmares for weeks as a child. <coughs> no. I there's not so. multiple stories of this from your childhood. No, I just chose not to see scary things. Aww, look at little baby Ian with all of his self-control. I know. He's pretty great. Life is scary on its own. You know, that's fair. That is very, very true. What have, what movie scarred you as a child? Uh, I mean, the I came across the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park while one of my brothers, I guess my older brother, was watching it. Uh, so I saw just that scene at the rest of Jurassic Park, which meant that I did not see Jurassic Park until maybe high school. Mm. So. Which Velociraptor scene? In the kitchen. Mm, yeah, that's a good scene. It's a good scene, but like these kids are about to get eaten by these, these Velociraptors. Yeah. It's oh, pretty scary. Yeah. And there's a lot of like suspense, tension. Yeah. Horror in that scene. Um. And I, de- I never stayed to see if the kids made it out or not, you know, right oh, away. So. Little, like, four-year-old me went to the library for, like, a like story time with mm-hmm. a librarian, public library, uh, across the street from Huffy's Ice Cream, best, best ice cream in Granite Falls. Um, oh, you haven't taken me there. It's been a pandemic. So... <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Granite Falls pre-pandemic, thank you. Yeah, but not for long. That's true. Anyway, we'll go sometime, probably, maybe, if it's still open, if they made it. Anyway, um, so we were going for story time, and the uh, the teacher was reading where the wild things are. It wasn't a teacher, it was a librarian. Uh, and I made it to, like, the picture, because it's just, it's just reading, to the picture with the wild thing that comes out of the ocean, and Max is on his boat and he's scared for until he came to the place where the wild things are. And uh, that's all that book that I had gotten <laughs> for uh, until I started reading it to kids as a nanny. <laughs> yeah, where the wild things are scared the crap out of me. No good reason. I just like the wild things scared me that's as fair. a little baby. Um, that's fair. I get that. <clears throat> can I tell you? Can I tell you a real scary, not like trauma scary, but just like a thing that really scared me as a kid that was also not TV, but also scarred me. Mm -hmm. So we would have like in the library at school, 
this sometimes substitute teacher, but like also just like a former teacher who was around, she would come and she would tell us Jack tales and Jack tales. I don't, I don't know. Do you know what Jack tales are? I believe I do. Re- remind me. There's a guy named Jack. There's a lot of tales about him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're just like folksy. They're very Appalachian. They're also very old country. Um, if the old country is Ireland and Scotland, I guess, and I guess England could come too. Um, but it, like, he just gets into like shenanigans, but sometimes spooky shenanigans and sometimes tricksy shenanigans. Like Jack yeah. is a trickster character. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, so the librarian would tell us Jack tales and they were all fun and it was nice. It was a good time at Granite Falls Elementary School. Um, but one time she told us the story from, did you ever read scary stories to tell in the dark? No. As a kid. Ah! So I also, I did not read it until I was an adult. <laughs> I checked it out from the library when I got my new library card. <laughs> um, but, and I, I also didn't do goosebumps at all. You know, I didn't do, I probably read like one or two goosebumps, but I could never get through Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark because one of the, I think actually the first story in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is like the big toe of like this like kid is like hanging out in the woods, like being a kid, being dumb and uh, find something sticking up out of the ground and like pulls it up and turns out it's a toe. And so the kid, being a kid, just takes the toe and uh, takes it home with him. I don't know why. And has it. And then, like, the whole story, like, the whole spookiness of the story, which I'm going to diffuse right now, it's, uh, the, the spooky thing at the end is that whatever it is who had, whose every toe that was comes after this kid. And the whole thing is, like, who's got my toe? Who's got my toe? And then, like, you, like, if you're the storyteller... You, like, find somebody near you, and you go, you've got my toe! And everybody ah, screams, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, oh, that scared the shit out of me as a child, and I wasn't even the person who had the toe. I, like, had recurring nightmares about having somebody's toe. I, like, to this day, am afraid of it. Like, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. Don't you dare use this against me. <laughs> None of you. Oh, it's just, it's so spooky. Because it's just this, like, because you can just imagine the little kid, like, laying there hearing this. Because this thing, like, comes through his house and, like, goes through all the doors. And it's like, have you got my toe? And meanwhile, this kid knows that he's got the toe. It's just scary. It's, it's like, it's this inevitable kind of thing of, like, well, you know that they're going to find you. There's a... A scene in Haunting at Phil House that is like that. That you're just like, because you know exactly like which kid is gonna have a rough night. Yeah. 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 Sense? Makes sense. Hey, Joe. Yeah? No, Ian, don't do it! 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 I can't put my foot on the ground to get away from you because what might be on the ground? Don't do it! Don't do it! I'm not going to do it. You are. I'm so scared. No, I'm right here. Yeah, but you're the one who's going to scare me. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. If you ever do that, then you have to watch a horror movie with me. Spoopy for spoopy. (laughs) Spoopy.
I don't I don't agree to that those terms. Okay, well then don't do it. <laughs> I still have some autonomy here. I mean I guess. Um until I take your toes. I'm not gonna oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna take your toes. Your toes are fine. They're gone. It'd be a lot of work. I'm not gonna do it. You know the scariest story I know? That wasn't the scariest story I know, but go ahead. So there's this old cabin in the woods, right? It's abandoned, kind of decrepit, and uh, anytime anyone tries to move in there, they don't last the night, right? Like, they're dead or they run away? Uh, they die. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tragic. Um, clearly, there's, uh, this house is, is haunted. And everyone in, like, the area, like, it becomes this folk legend, right? Like, everyone in the area knows about this cabin in the woods that no one makes it out of alive right and so one day this town businessman you know it's it's Halloween and they're trying to drum up some marketing and they uh, announce a contest right yeah, I gotta adjust. I'm very scared. Okay. My tools are covered. Okay. They announce a contest, right? To uh, say, all right, anyone stays at this cabin in the woods overnight makes it until morning. You'll have... Uh, Free desserts at my restaurant for life kind of a thing. And there is no pie that is worth this, but keep going. And they have this advertisement for this contest, and uh, no one from the town takes it up because, like, they know about this house. Until one day, uh, uh, a visitor strolls through the town um, and sees the sign and thinks, well, this can't be that bad, right? And he goes into the restaurant and talks to the owner and the, and the owner's like, you, I, you don't look familiar. You're not from around here, are you? And the, the, the guy's like, no, no, I'm just coming through, uh, visiting, um, but, you know, come here pretty regularly, um, what's the deal, like, if I just stay at this house overnight, well, it's not a house, it's a, it's, it's a cabin in the woods, it's gotta stay in this cabin in the woods overnight, then I just get free dessert here for life, and the restaurant guy is, the restaurateur is like, well, 
Yeah, but you should know that, like, this house, like, we just have this here to, like, get people to come eat here anyways. We know no one's going to do this. This Like, no one has made it out of that house alive. Everyone goes in there, and they die before morning. We don't, and we never see them again. And this guy is like, that's a, no, nah, that's, that's silly. That's crazy. I can, I'm gonna, I'll take this up. I'll, I'll do this. And like, they go back and forth. The, the business owner is starting to feel guilty. Like, oh shit, what have I done? Um, okay. Uh, but the, the guy says, okay, show me where this cabin is. And, um, it's the middle of the day at this point. Right. And the the business owner uh closes the restaurant for the afternoon and takes the guy deep into the woods to this uh old log cabin right windows uh kind of cracked and, and shattered a bit um there's this spirit kind of vibe feeling as you get closer there's just this sense of dread um and the the guy looks at the house and says so i just stay here for one night that's it and the the restaurant owner is like oh well yeah yeah uh that's that's it and the guy asks, is there any, like, furniture or anything in there? And the guy says, well, there's, there might be some, like, old couch or something like that. The guy's like, okay, fine. Um, well, um, I'm going to go then, and uh, I'll see you in the, the morning to collect my prize. So the guy opens the door. There's a... And he goes in to the house. The floorboards are creaky. It's, the cabin is is musty and uh, just kind of spooky feeling, right? Hears, he hears some things go bump upstairs, like bump, bump. Uh, and he's like, it's, just, it's an old cabin. There's some, the wood is expanding and all that. And <clears throat> he hangs out there. Um, and eventually the sun sets, right? And night falls. Um, there aren't any lights in this cabin, right? Uh, not much in the way of electricity. That there is, there are some rooms, right? There's a, there's a family room, kind of a space. Um, there's a partitioned off bedroom. Um, there's a kitchen area that has, does have a sink. Uh, the plumbing doesn't work though. Um, some cabinets and all that kind of thing, right? 
And so he's gotten the lay of the land of this house, and it's night has fallen. And all of a sudden, he hears the noise upstairs again, right? And it's like a thump, 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 thump. And he's starting to freak out a bit, right? And the noise happens very sporadically. At first, maybe every 15, 20 minutes or so. And he hears the noise start to build up in frequency. He can hear it get a little closer to him, right? And he, you know, has his flashlight and he's pulling around and he looks outside and there's this shadow figure. That every time he makes the, the like the thump, thump, the shadow figure, the shadowy thing gets a little closer to the cabin in the woods. And he's starting to freak out even more. Because this thing is getting closer and closer with every thump 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 it starts to get near the porch and he sees that it's a wooden box and it starts it gets up to the door and it's banging on the door now uh, and this guy is freaking out. He's like, okay, I got to do something here. There's got to be something around here uh, that can stave this off. Um, and he's looking around the cabin and he looks in the living room. Doesn't see anything. Um, looks in the bedroom area. There's nothing. The the loud, the, 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 the box is, is, shaking more violently and the he can tell that the door is about to give uh give way and break in and he he runs to the kitchen and he uh right as he gets into the kitchen he closes the door that's when the the front door crashes open right uh and he sees it's a giant wooden box it's a coffin and uh it's starts beelining for him and he closes the door and he he puts a chair up against the door for the uh, to lock himself in there, right? And uh, the the door is shaking violently. And he opens and he opens uh, some some of the cabinets to see. There's got to be something. There's a, a knife or 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 a match or or so, anything. And he he opens one of the cabinets. It's, it turns out it's the medicine cabinet. And there's some uh, menthol rubs. And he thinks, "Aha! I got it. Bix will stop that coffin." <laughs> Oh my 
were like, bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Who told you that? Well, that's a question for another night. But thanks for podcasting with me. Thanks for podcasting with me. I love you. I love you. Good night.